Views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of my fabulous sponsors or advertisers. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their own opinions and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This disclaimer was brought to you by DisclaimerTemplate.com. Hello, my lovely loyal listeners. It's just Miss Rose. And today's episode of As the Massage Table Turns is getting us closer and closer to season three. And I'm anticipating, because we're stuck in a little bit of a traffic jam right now, to that ramp out of the sinkhole. Because there's a lot of people behind me and a lot of people in front of me. But we're inching our way slowly but surely towards the exit of the sinkhole of the rabbit hole of hell. So after this brief pause for the cause, we'll be back with today's episode of As the Massage Table Turns. Did I tell you I love you for listening? You know I love you for listening. And let me not forget to thank you. Thank you, you. Yeah, you, my lovely loyal listener, for tuning in today. I love you for listening. We'll be right back. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back and we are on the website Psychology Today. And this article written by Shana B. Discant, LMFT, is entitled Five Ways to Be Your Own Best Friend and Stop Treating Everyone Else Better Than You Do Yourself. This was posted October 18th, 2021, reviewed by Ikua Hagen. Ikua Hagen. There is a quote from Ralph Waldo, Ralph Waldo Emerson that reads, It is one of the blessings of old friends that you can afford to be stupid with them. Our best friends take us how we are and love us through it all. And in return, we talk out our problems and often speak from a place of truly wanting the best for each other. This is something most of us have in common. We are capable of good advice for our best friends. This advice might sound like, you deserve better, or apply for the job. The worst they could say is no. It might even be as simple as, let it go. So, have you ever noticed that it's harder to speak so lovingly to yourself? The trouble comes from the negative slant the brain favors. It may seem messed up, but often by being negative, your brain is trying to help you. Say you are applying for a job. Your brain is actually trying to protect you from feeling disappointed by saying, why bother? 
they won't hire you. You don't apply, so you won't feel sad about not getting the job. Of course, the unfortunate side is you end up feeling crappy anyway and lose out on new opportunities. In this example, what would be what would your best friend say? They might remind you of how qualified you are for the job, how much the company would miss out on how much the company would miss out on by not hiring you. And if you don't get and if you don't get it, another job will be lucky to have you. Sounds better. How come it's so easy to say that to someone else? Well, we wouldn't have very many friends if we talked to them the way we talk to ourselves. Instead, we learned to be supportive, caring, and encouraging in order to maintain meaningful relationships. Here are five ways to develop positive self-talk and treat yourself like your own best friend. Number one, improve awareness of negative thinking. The most important step is distinguishing if what you are currently telling yourself is what a friend would say. Is my self-talk nice or nasty? Now, there are friends that might tell us, that dress is not that cute on you. But we often don't have pals to say, why are you even bothering to get dressed up? No one is going to talk to you at this party. Negative thoughts have an obstructive slant leading to poor self-worth and restrictive behaviors. A true friend tells it like it is with the hopes of helping you, not bringing you down. Number two, picture how your best friend might respond. If you are having trouble knowing if your self-talk is helpful or unhelpful, picture your best friend's response to what you are saying. Would he roll his eyes and say, give me a break? Or would he give you thumbs up and an encouraging, I agree. Many friends, when they hear a negative statement, will tell you exactly how nuts they think you sound. That girl says, oh my God, I'm so fat today. Will we'll very often have a, a good friend that responds, what are you talking about? You're a goddess and I wish I had hair like you. If you hear your, inter, if you hear your internal best friend having to, wait a minute. If you hear your internal best friend having to encourage you, then practice saying something that is already supportive. Number three, focus on the type of relationship you want. Do you want to be frenemies with yourself? Ask yourself if your self-talk is fostering a good relationship between you and, well, you. We want to love ourselves Yet destructive internal monologues fracture that relationship. If you have ever been bullied, you know what that sounds and feels like. A bully's words strike at our most vulnerable spots, leading to negative feelings and behavior changes. So be your own buddy, not bully. Number four, you can fight and make up. Even the best of friends have fights and fractures but find a way to get back on track. So allow the times when you fall down and then work on picking yourself back up again, just like a friend would. Sometimes the negative voice is too loud, the events too nerve wracking, or the sadness more intense. That's okay. Recognize it and say, oh, I was kind of a jerk to myself through that. I don't want to do it again. Best friends forgive. 
move forward with the intentions of trying to a different way next time. Number five, when in doubt, pick up the phone. If you ever need a refresher course on what a best friend might say to what you are thinking or feeling, then ask them. Try not to stay stuck in negative thoughts if you are having trouble thinking of what a helpful statement might sound like. Text or call your best friend and I'll bet they will have the words of encouragement or reality check you needed. Hopefully, next time you will remember what they told you and you will know what to say to yourself. Being your own best friend takes time and practice, just like building friendships does. You have to call, make plans, and have ups and downs before someone becomes your BFF. By using these tips, you too can foster a meaningful relationship, the most important connection of all, the one you have with yourself. And that, you guys, is the end of that article on psychology today. Five ways to be your own best friend and stop treating yourself and stop treating everyone else better than you do yourself. And that was written by Shana B. Discant, LMFT. And hopefully you, too, will be your own best friend. And we'll be right back with another exciting article on today's episode of, oh, should I say today's Saturday episode of As the Massage Table Turns as we're rapidly approaching season three. We'll be right back. Did I tell you I love you for listening? I love you for listening. We'll be right back. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back and we are now on the website EliteDaily.com and this article is titled Six Reasons You Should Be Your Own Best Friend in This World. It was written by Lauren Martin, April 22nd, 2014. I am my own best friend. I am the one who dries her tears and listens to her sorrows. I am the one who wakes her in the middle of the night and laments with her over past regrets. I'm the one who tells her she's beautiful and supports her passions and innermost desires. I am the one who follows her blindly down unforged roads and keeps her company when everyone is gone and dead. I am the one who buys her surprises and drinks with her when no one else will. I hate to let you in on this harsh truth, but you better hear it now before it's too late. You will always be alone. I don't care if you get married, have a gaggle of best friends, or become the proud parent of a Catholic amount of children. You're always going to be alone. We all are. We're all individual loners with our own burdens, desires, and secrets. No one will ever know us as well as we know ourselves, and the sooner we accept that, the easier we can get through life. Because if you haven't already learned the hard way, friends come and go. Throughout our lives, we're presented with new people, new friendships, and new heartbreak. We trust people who betray us, love people who hurt us, and find people who leave us. We're all on our own paths intersecting with others for a while, but always on our own road. We're lone wolves 
with nothing more than packs to follow and people to pass the time. Like learning to be alone, learning to love yourself takes time. It takes years of self-loathing and insecurity to shed and many more years of self-discovery to find yourself. It takes days, weeks, and years spent alone. Like a good friend, it takes time to learn to share the silence comfortably and get used to the awkward things that make you tick. But it will be worth it. It will be a relationship that never leaves, never never tires, and never bickers. It will be a relationship of discovery and solitude. It will be the most important relationship in your life, and it's important that you not only cherish it, but protect it. Because that's all you will have in the end. People who don't know themselves as friends don't know themselves as all at all at all. Many times they find the enemy or no one and are left with an unbearable emptiness that leads to a seemingly empty existence. If you are content being alone, could spend hours, days, and weeks with just you and your thoughts, you found a friend. If you can take trips alone and dream of adventures through Europe and Africa with just you and yourself, you're there. If you take long walks through the park, thinking and dreaming, you're with your very best friend, whether you know it or not. Excuse me, y'all, this is touching me. These are the reasons you should be your own best friend. You'll always buy yourself the best birthday presents. Only you know what you love. No one else can buy you that necklace you've been eyeing in the antique store or the pair of jeans that will fit you just right. Never rely on anyone but yourself but yourself to do your shopping. You'll never judge yourself. The sooner you begin to love yourself, the faster you'll stop being so hard on yourself. People who love themselves never judge because a good friend wouldn't do that. You'll never be late. If you only have to rely on yourself, You'll never be late. You'll never forget to show up or have to reschedule. The best part about being best friends with yourself is that you're always there. You'll be there in your darkest hours. You don't have to worry about getting a voicemail in the middle of the night or a surprise trip to camp for the summer. You, you as your best friend, will always be there always ready to listen and always there to help you feel better. Who better to listen to you and to cry with you too? You'll never leave. You won't get tired of putting in the effort and leave. You won't tell you you're boring or selfish or get mad because you forgot your own birthday. You won't leave for six months or make out with your ex-boyfriend behind your back. You're the best ally and won't leave no matter how hard you try and push away. You'll understand why you're upset. 
You won't need to tell yourself when you're upset. You'll just know. You'll know when a boy is making your heart ache or when your parents won't stop fighting. You understand why you can't stop calling him or when you just need to sit there and cry. And you guys, <laughs> that's the end of that article. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to do me like that, though, y'all. And I'm sorry if I sound like I'm crying through this the whole thing. I'm not. I'm just uh, emotional. <laughs> what the heck is Saturday? And it's foggy here. <laughs> so anyway, that's the conclusion of that article on EliteDaily.com. Six reasons why you should be your own best friend in this world. And we'll be right back with another exciting article that I hope doesn't make me cry. And you, be your own best friend. It's time for Dictionary Definition of the Day. Today's Dictionary Definition Word of the Day, brought to you by Oxford Languages, is humble. It's an adjective. Number one, having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Number two, of low social, administrative, or political rank. It's also a verb. Lower someone in dignity or importance. Humble. And we'll be right back. All right, my lovely loyal listeners, we are back and we are now on the website trendingus.com. And this article is titled Four Reasons Why It Is Good to Be Arrogant. Wait, what? Being arrogant per se means having a feeling of self importance, being conceited, haughty. Suffering from a superiority complex. But not always does this mean that there can be no good coming out of it. Well, I certainly do not favor arrogance. But if we think about it critically, some benefits may come to fruition because of this quality. As it is said that every coin has two sides. Similarly, Even arrogance in certain situations can be looked upon as a good thing. But we have to have a certain perspective to understand this notion. Here are some ways how. Number one, building confidence by being arrogant. Okay, It's a little controversial when I say that arrogance may help someone in developing his or her confidence, but the truth is that a certain kind of attitude that is required to exude confidence can look like arrogance to a few. 
but this cannot stop a person from being confident. It is said that a tiger doesn't lose sleep over the opinion of sheep. It is certainly true, as what may be perceived as arrogance by some people might be the confidence that the person possesses. Arrogance is mostly the result of the success or the achievements of a person. It is natural to be a little proud of one's triumphs, so arrogance may help in carrying the ounce of confidence that one has, even if no one approves. Maya Angelou said that nothing can dim the light that shines from within. And you should apply this to your daily life and not let anyone get to you. Number two, keeping unwanted people at a distance. Well, this is a known piece of information that arrogance does help in keeping people at bay. There are scores of people who may harm you in many ways, especially emotionally. So, being arrogant can help in keeping them away. This can save you the time and energy wasted in dealing with such people. Arrogance creates an invisible shield around you so that no one messes with you or takes you for granted. Being safe from such persons can help you focus on much more important things in life, such as your work, commitments, and your personal life. Nobody would then bother and distract you, and you would be free from any interruptions or obstacles. For example, in your workplace, there may be people who bother you a lot. The simple solution to this is to maintain your distance by minding your own business. This may seem arrogant to your colleagues, but this sure will keep the troublemakers away. Number three, want to get your work done. Doing things is not the same as getting things done. Yes, it's pretty eccentric to make such a statement, but if you look at this objectively, it does happen in real life. If you know the troublemaking people around you, then arrogance can become a tool in helping you to get your work done with ease. The main problem with people who trouble you is complex issues. They are generally threatened by the talents you possess and find every opportunity to bring you down. But you must be able to challenge them and not let them bother you in any way. In other words, I mean, in the words of Mark Twain, to succeed in life, you need two things, ignorance and confidence. This is spot on. Since being confident enough to ignore their distressing acts is the key to your success. Thus, people stop taking you lightly and make sure that you have what you ask for. They are work, there are working environments where such an attitude is normal, and so you have to get tough with people to function properly. Number four. A different meaning to arrogance. Let's look at the other side of being practically arrogant. We can use it in a positive sense too. Such as arrogance in terms of living your life on your terms. 
arrogance in the sense of taking up a stand for something where others are afraid. Arrogance in terms of being your own master and not depend on anyone else. Being arrogant by breaking the stereotypes and stepping out of your comfort zone. Think of arrogance as stubbornness, where you are adamant enough to achieve what you aspire and there's nothing in the world that can even try to stop you. In the words of Eleanor Roosevelt, nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. Imbibe this philosophy in your daily life and don't let anyone make any decisions for you for you. Wait a minute. Imbibe this philosophy in your daily life and don't let anyone make any decisions for you for you are your own boss. Okay, there we go. For you? Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. Imbibe this philosophy in your daily life and don't let anyone make decisions for you for you are your own boss and let it remain that way. Having such an attitude will help you in different walks of life But you have to make sure that in this process, you don't end up hurting others or yourself. Other than the reasons stated above, in generic terms, if arrogance, although being an off-putting quality, is used constructively, then wonders can be achieved. Yes, it has to be balanced because there is a thin line between arrogance and being rude. In the desire to achieve success, you cannot be rude or selfish. Your arrogance should be channelized in a productive and not a destructive way. This is where the challenge lies. Being arrogant should be able to help you and not turn wait a minute. Being arrogant should be able to help you and not turn into the kind of person you don't want to be. Shutting yourself completely won't help either. Make friends and share your feelings with them so that you have someone who is there for you in time of need. Also, don't let arrogance be your only shield, otherwise you'll end up being alone. Be open enough for people to be able to understand you so that no one misjudges you. After all of this, shout out to all those who are arrogant for good reasons The more you love your decisions, the less you need others to love them. So, be yourself and don't care much about what others might think. But be good and right, for only those who are right cannot be questioned. If being the kind of person you are gives you a sense of worth and fulfillment, be it. Check out motivational quotes similar to this post. We will not be doing that because that, you guys, is the conclusion of this article on TrendingUs.com for reasons why it is good to be arrogant. Now, I don't see the name of a author here, but there is a little um, audio clip down here and it says, feeling lazy to read? Let Sarah read it for you. So I'm guessing Sarah wrote this article and I appreciate that your article on this lovely website. Oh, all right, here we are. Written by Ray Ray J. Confident 
a glib talker, avid reader, music geek, lover of ma- lover of animals are a few adjectives that best describe me. I believe in beauty of existence and enjoy life to the full. Again, we want to thank Rhea Reggie for her wonderful article on TrendingUs.com. Four reasons why it's good to be arrogant. And we'll be right back after this brief pause for the course. <laughs> 